What's up leaders in training? Welcome to session two of your special audio nuggets. Remember that in session one, we talked about what to look for in a mentor. And we're gonna take about the next 10 minutes to talk about God's design for discipleship. If you'll do me a favor, go ahead and open up your Bibles or your Bible apps to 2 Kings chapter two. And I'm gonna be reading out of the ESV. So we're gonna look at Elijah and Elisha and the process of discipleship. We're gonna see how God has patterned things out, the protocol that he follows from one transition to another, which I think is especially important because many of you guys are transitioning out of high school. So let's go ahead and read together. Now, when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. And Elijah said to Elisha, Please stay here, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Now, in order to understand this process, we have to understand that Elijah asked Elisha, What do you want from me before I'm gone, before my time is up? What do you want out of this relationship? And what Elisha said to him was, I want a double portion of your anointing. I want two times what you have. And you think about the pressure that comes with that, right? Elijah was one of the most famous prophets of all time. Think about uh, being the person who had to replace Michael Jordan on the basketball team. Something along those lines. And so Elijah tells him, well, I'll tell you what, if you're with me, if you walk with me, if you see me when I am taken up, you can have what you want. So from then on, you know that Elisha was watching him like a hawk. He wanted to be everywhere that he was, learn everything that he could before it was time. So he goes with him to Bethel. Verse 3, And the sons of the prophets who were in Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take away your master from over you? And he said, Yes, I know. Keep quiet. Verse 4, Elijah said to him, Elisha, please stay here, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. Verse 5, The sons of the prophets who were at Jericho drew near to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take away your master from over you? And he answered, Yes, I know it. Keep quiet. Verse 6, Then Elijah said to him, Please stay here, for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. But he said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. Fifty men of the sons of the prophets also went and stood at some distance from them as they both were standing by the Jordan. Then Elijah took his cloak and rolled it up and struck the water. And the water was parted to one side and the other till the two of them could go over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what I shall do for you before I am taken from you. Here's that, that response. And Elisha said, Please let there be a double portion of your spirit on me. Now we see the reason he followed him so closely. It's because he wanted what he had. So in verse 10, he said, You have asked a hard thing. Yet if you see me as I'm being taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if you do not see me, it shall not be so. Verse 11, And as they still went on and talked, behold, chariots of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. And he saw him no more, 
Then he took hold of his clothes and tore them into pieces. And he took up the cloak of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the cloak of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water, saying, Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? And when he struck the water, the water was parted to one side and to the other, and Elisha went over. Verse 15. Now when the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho saw him opposite them, they said, The spirit of Elijah rests on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed down to the ground before him. And they said to him, Behold, now there are with your servant fifty strong men. Please let them go and seek your master. It may be that the Spirit of the Lord has caught them, caught him up and cast him upon some mountain or into some valley. And he said, You shall not send. I'm going to pause there. We're going to break this scripture down. See, the thing that I want you to remember is this. We are called to leave a legacy for those who follow after us. And what does that look like? Well, when you walk with someone, you become like them. Remember we said in session one that a voice with no identity has no authority? Well, in the same way, when you walk with someone, you become like them. You adopt their mannerisms. You you learn their likes, their dislikes. This is why they like to say that old married couples kind of look and sound alike because they've spent so much time together. Well, God's design for discipleship, like we've talked about, you need a mentor who is established in the faith, who has a system of accountability, and someone who has grace to lead you. Notice that Elisha was a prophet, and there was tons of prophets during those days, but Elisha was a prophet, Elijah, excuse me, was a prophet who had grace to lead Elisha. And he tested him. God's design for discipleship is that your mentor, because you give them that authority in your life, you give them that identity in your life, your mentor is the best one to test you. Your mentor is the best one to test you. Why is that? Because they know your abilities. They're praying with you. They're walking with you. They see your progress. See, these sons of the prophets that they kept running into along the journey, they kept saying, hey man, today's the day. Are you ready? Are you ready? And maybe they meant to be encouraging, but they were distracting him from his mission. His mission was to follow Elijah. And sometimes when you're being mentored, you need to watch out for people who hype you up too much. People who try and speak into your life and say, oh, you don't need that mentor. You don't need to serve that man or woman of God. You don't need to be carrying their Bible around. You don't need to to sit at their feet and, and listen to the wisdom they have to share. You're ready, man. You're ready to go all on your own. But remember that a voice with no identity has no authority. Be careful who you allow, not just to speak into your life, but also to encourage you or discourage you. Your mentor is the best one to test you. God's design for discipleship also looks like this. Your mentor will demonstrate how to move in the things of God. Now, if you're looking for a pastoral mentor, you want to move into ministry, then find you someone who's in ministry, because how else are you going to learn how to move with the Spirit of God, how to prepare a proper sermon, how to monitor what's going on in the body of Christ and react and respond accordingly. Your mentor will show you how to operate in the things of God. Notice how when Elijah struck the water, he was demonstrating that it was the power of God who was taking care of this. So when it was Elisha's turn, he struck the water and said, where is the God 
of Elijah. Not, look at me, it's my turn now, but I wanted a double portion of what he had, and what he had was obedience to God. And the final thing I want to kind of wrap this thing up with is that when it's time, your mentor will honor you with a mantle. When it's time, your mentor will honor you with a mantle. When Elijah was caught up to heaven, when it was his time to move on, when he was carried away by the spirit and presence of God, he left something for Elisha. He didn't just leave a legacy. He left something tangible. He left something that when people saw that, they saw, man, what Elijah had, now Elisha is operating in that. And that's how God's plan for discipleship works. You follow this person, they're mentoring you, they're speaking into your life, they're testing you to see where you're at, your progress. And then when the time comes, they're able to give you a gift that is so precious and so valuable because they are the only ones who occupy that space in your life. They're the only ones, and it means so much more from them because of the position you've allowed them to hold in your life. I mean, it's one thing when you know, your weird Uncle Louie gives you 20 bucks when you graduate. It's another thing when the person who loves you and has been there with you the whole time says, hey, I wrote this heartfelt card and I put this thing in here because it reminds me of you and it's a memory that we have. And when people are closer to you, they can give to you more richly. And that's the mantle that fell and Elisha cherished it and he carried it with him. He took it and he continued that legacy. So I want to encourage you that your mentor is the best one to test you. They're going to be the ones to show you how to operate in those gifts and talents that God has given you. And when the time is right, they are the ones who can release you with a blessing. And that is the system that God operates in. Whether it is back in the days of Moses when Aaron would give you the blessing, you know, the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you whether it is Elijah and Elisha, where Elijah leaves him the mantle, or even you think about when Jesus was baptized. He was following the Spirit of God. He was in the desert being mentored by the Holy Spirit. And then when he comes back, God announces, hey, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And in the same way, when the disciples had the Holy Spirit fall upon them on the day of Pentecost, they were given a precious gift from the person that they walked with. Jesus said, I'm going, but I'm leaving you my spirit. So that wraps up session two. And what we're going to talk about in our final session is our responsibility to eventually become mentors. So leaders in training, thanks for tuning in.